Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Untamed and Unashamed podcast. This is a place where together we can navigate through life's ups and downs with all of the vulnerability, compassion, and openness that we can muster. Along with the help of guests from all walks of life, we'll discover new truths while doing some unlearning, and we'll gain valuable tools for becoming who we already are while also uncovering our divine gifts. I'm Jade Bryce, and I'm so happy that you're here. All right, you guys, today's episode is a live recording from an event we had here in Austin. And it was an amazing night of connection and breath work and ecstatic dance. Some of that breath work we left in the recording that you can access at the end of this episode if you want to uh, you know, listen in on what happened and practice along. You can also hear what we guided people through on the eye gazing and get a feel for what the live events are like. One of the best parts of this event is that we had a live auction and donation uh, based tickets to raise money for our rescue. It's Operation Underground Railroad. Huge goal to get Tim Ballard on the show, and I plan on doing that soon. But our goal was to raise. $2,000 and we raised 1500. We had a really generous donor that night, uh, an amazing man who donated a thousand dollars just himself. And then the other 500 came from everything else. And then my good friend, Andrew, that I've known since middle school is at a law firm here in Austin called pop Hutchison and they match donations dollar for dollar. So we actually raised $3,000 through this event and that, it just fills my heart with so much gratitude and joy. And it means so much to me that we were able to give and raise $3,000 to Operation Underground Railroad. 
It was such an amazing night. I really, really enjoyed everybody's energy that joined. And the rest of this recording will be live. So enjoy. So today we're having on a couple that most of you probably know. They have both shared similar journeys of healing the gut, strengthening the core, killing the people pleaser, releasing the ego, losing the weight, cleansing the parasites, feeling to heal, finding the issues in the tissues that from their own personal trial and errors have put together quite a recipe. <laughs> they utilize grounding somatic tools, emotional release techniques, meditations, and all natural 100% organic plants to support people to get out of their heads and into their heart and bodies where they can then heal core wounds that have been preventing them from stepping into their authentic power. Their desire and promise is to get everyone rooted, to direct others' attention towards what really matters, which is what is here with us right now. Not just the 5D or Ascension, but the medicine within our bodies that we all have access to when we choose to integrate. They desire to share with the world a different approach to life, one that requires less stress, indecisiveness and ungrounded energy and one that offers more grace, ease and joy. What they can promise in this moment is that the second you begin to experience and implement these tools, your life will never be the same again. It is time to discover the power of your heart from embodying your body. Please help me welcome Neil and Ash to Untamed and Unashamed. <laughs> So to start, um, I don't know how many of you guys know their background, but I would love for you both to share a little um, mini version uh, and uh, what led you to healers that you are today. I don't know how much I can like compact it, but I would... You want me to start? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... The, the whole concept of even third eye started uh, from my grandparents' apartment. So my grandparents, my grandparents um, came to this country when I was uh, one month old, and uh, my parents were workaholics, and my grandparents were there to take care of me and raise me. Um, they were so obsessed with getting the right herbs and the right vegetables, and very precise about how they procured things, and and they created like a healing space wherever they lived and so for me it was uh, just like that naturalness uh, as a young child I just was very into that um, and I got away from it growing up and, and basically I came back to it so for me at a young age I just knew what was real um, in nature yeah I guess I mean I can keep going but <laughs> yeah. um, for me it's I think at a very young age, I just always knew that I was very different, and I was was constantly told that I was too emotional, too sensitive, um, and I would constantly see patterns and, and programs and didn't or ever understood why I was seeing these things. Um, and I mean, there was a there's a whole path of you know when I was a, a I was a sugar baby and I was working in the strip club, and um, that really turned me on to sexual healing. And um, when I 
was there, I had like one of the last weeks that I was there, I just had a really intense acid <laughs> trip. And I saw myself in the mirror and was like, oh my God, just everything that I was um, seeing in my life started to make sense. And I kind of knew what path I needed to start walking on. And I, I quit the club and just chose to um, start a different life. And I have gone to a couple of different um, schools and online classes to learn more about shamanism and um, regression therapy and karmic disconnections and that sort of energy healing work. So as a more condensed version. Beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of the, the, the sexual um, energy and, and all the work uh, prior to me learning, actually like going to teachers and learning Tantra, I was uh, practicing with a partner of nine years, we were practicing live tantric uh, sex shows all over the United States. And we had a business around it. And so I explored a lot in that same arena, but it was kind of like the dark side of tantra in a sense, or the egoic version of it. Why me. was it the dark side? Well, it was because I, was, I wasn't fully embodied and I wasn't fully aware of the energy that I was utilizing in that space. Mm, I so would have I, to agree for me as well. And that's why I feel like our similar stories and, and just backgrounds around um, the way that we used our sexual energy in the past um, definitely come together in, in what we teach now with our programs. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to go into that as well. Um, I'd like to talk about Tantra and get into that and how that played a role in your sex, sexual healings and how you elevated that consciousness in that area and also how you healed your own sexual trauma that you both carried. Um, but maybe before that, you can also talk about um, the different types of trauma releases that you guys work in and um, yeah, how we carry trauma in our body. I know, um, uh, you know, you can maybe go into the psoas part of that and how that contain you know can cause us to carry a lot of fear but um but yeah all the modalities that you guys use to release trauma and, and work with people to become more integrated yeah um there, there's so many uh one of the best examples i can give with um with trauma and the psoas is like in in the in the animal world um they talk about this a lot where the the lion's going after a zebra, the zebra gets away. The zebra doesn't go into support groups and or therapists. They they shake it out energetically. They talk to their girlfriends about it. They they literally shake it out. And um, so but obviously we're not all animal and uh, there's some really cool techniques we do where uh, we get the body to a place where it's so worked out the leg that it you put it in a position where um, there's, there's the, the, literally the hips just shake out the trauma. The um, hips. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, because it's, it's mm -hmm. in, and so there's so many different ways you can do that. Um, and then once you start to recognize, you know, intentionally that you're doing it, then you can start activating other ways of, of letting things go that mm -hmm. not necessarily are yours. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel um, most people, I'm not sure, um, you can get into when you tell your story of your sexual trauma. I feel that most people, when they're experiencing trauma, um, I know for me, even with violence, 
there was a freeze. But um, most people with sexual trauma, they go into freeze mode. And then later, there's a bunch of guilt. Over, um, I know one of the, after my sexual trauma, the parent of the person who committed the assault said, well, why didn't she run away? You know, that, and I was like 12 when I heard that mm -hmm. response and I had the same question. Like, I could, I probably could have run away, mm -hmm. but there's something that causes us to just freeze. And I, um, I'd love to speak to something. Yeah. Um, Megan Watterson and um, Mary Magdalene Revealed talks about mm -hmm. how um, that's, that, that wasn't us like freezing and abandoning ourselves. That was actually us surviving that, that, that we were able to freeze because that is how we survived that trauma. And I know for me, I blacked out a part of mine until it came up in an ayahuasca ceremony, but, um, I moved from a place of shame for freezing to a place of being so proud of myself for going into the survival mode so that I could simply survive. I think that's, you know, you said that you felt like this immense guilt and, and I will just, I'll backtrack for a moment. Um, we recently wrapped up, shout out to Will and Ariana. We recently wrapped up a trauma and somatics informed uh, practitioner certification program. And what they talk about all the time is, is that trauma is something that has happened too soon, too much or too fast. And that's what it means in the body when it happens to the body. And the way that that gets stored in the body and the way that it affects not just the physical body, but the emotional body, the mental body, and the spiritual and energetic body, and even the sexual body, and how there are all of these different parts of ourselves that um, you know we may release the trauma or heal that story in, in one aspect, um, but there can still be some sort of a tie or connection. But, um, that's what came up for me when you were saying that there was like the trauma and the thing that happened too fast and then the immediate like emotion and, and just kind of the intricacy of the way that trauma can be continually held in the body and yeah, various versions of it too. And you know, these different tools like the breath work, like the TRE, um, the regressional therapy, the guided meditations, all of these different things are our ways and tools of tapping into all of these different bodies and saying, Hey, what, what in this moment can you let go of? It could be a little thing, but just mm -hmm. you know, send it up or down. You've got the sky and the earth. Yeah. And, um, how do you feel people can, if, if they feel they're, um, doing some of that trauma in their body, would they, intentionally like shake or do you feel that they need to do certain um things that bring on the shaking naturally it's a good question i think it depends sorry are you answering i was just going to tell them the scooter story oh okay um well what i was saying is is i think sometimes trauma can be it can be very very it can varies right so it can be attached to different things uh, it could be something that's uh, generational it could be something that's been projected onto it could be actual physical um, and then then knowing where it is on the, in the being how it's being stored how it's being processed continuously that's how you do depend on what kind of tool you use um, but I will say last night I, I fell off a bird scooter, scooter. Uh, actual bird a bird scooter and I um, ate shit I, I have a giant bruise on the side of my head right now because um, I like hit the concrete and my head slid. It was, 
really intense and super dramatic for him too because he saw saw it happen and <laughs> i couldn't sleep it was, uh, it was scary yeah and but for like five minutes before i fell asleep i just started shaking like my arms and mm-hmm. my feet and my legs in bed and I, yeah. and I was just like let me just see what happens <laughs> <laughs> and i slept fine um i felt great after i did that too but you know, I feel like sometimes when it comes to physical trauma and, and your nervous system, your autonomic nervous system is just like, what the fuck? Um, the moment for that, I think, is to just, you yeah. know, or the, the tool for that is to just shake, move, dance. Um, sometimes I like to yell and scream to a friend. Yeah. One of the reasons why I got into trauma work and all of this work is um, I had a pretty severe incident happen. Uh, um, I was wake surfing and a rope got caught around my arm. I pulled the arm back and it caught onto my finger. And I was in the water, in the fight or flight, searching for the finger. Um, probably not the best idea, but it was, it was, I continuously have found ways to, to understand what that was and understand like how losing an actual finger is, is, very difficult, but my brain is now understanding that it's not there. So there's a lot of work around that. It's still, yeah. still working on that. Yeah, I, I remember you saying that that was a moment of um, like a revolutionary it moment was. for you yeah. because you realized that um, you weren't like present in that moment, and that's how that happened. You were like thinking about work, and then you realized that that job wasn't necessarily for you. Yeah. Um, I had a a piece of metal hit my windshield uh, about a month ago when I was driving down 35, going like 80, and a piece of metal hit the windshield, and um, the entire windshield cracked, and my face was covered in glass, my eyes, my mouth, everything was covered with glass, and all I knew was, like, if I slammed on the brakes, the car behind me was going to hit me, and there was an 18-wheeler right there, so I just, like, I could see, like, little lights to kind of tell where cars were so somehow like some angel like channeled and drove me and my coworkers to safety and um when i got us all out of the car i was like telling everybody like we have to shake we have to shake we have to remove like don't freeze up shake and everybody was um thought that i was they were like we need to get her home (laughs) but i was trying to get everybody like to not store because it was very it was very scary what happened um so um, I wanted a lot of people have a general idea of what Tantra is, but I would love for you guys to share your own versions of what Tantra is and how it's played such a big role in your own healing. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like uh, for me, it, it's, it was a physical practice in, in actually unlocking certain uh, energies in my body. So I know there's various different versions of what people talk about in Tantra. There's definitely like a lot of breath work and, but for me, it's basically, you know, creating that union with the lower parts of the body and the upper parts. Um, so, you know, using those muscles and, and finding that flow. Um, a lot of times, like when, when there's blocks there, that's, that's when trauma gets stored. So being able to like fully engage in that energy <clears throat> helped me unlock a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. you know, created a lot of freedom. So 
lower and higher part of specifically talking about chakras yeah chakras okay. and also energy centers um, and the actual like the bandhas so the in the body the locks that uh, different muscles muscles right? that correlate to each part of these energy centers that you can tighten and strengthen and harness um, for me tantra is tantra's is life tantra's life force energy um, everyone has the ability to tap into their own tantra. It's, you know, when I was having y'all do the, the breath work earlier, the four, the eight, the four, the eight, for me, tantra exists in those spaces in between the inhales and the exhales. That's for me where I access the life force energy. And, you know, the holding of the below and the holding of the above is in my opinion, creating that proper vessel so that um, the energy can flow up and down yeah. and um, like create that symbiotic upper and lower. So, so they say, not what they say, my teacher said, um, <laughs> the third eye, the way it opens is when the masculine and feminine energies come together. Mm. So uh, the pituitary and pineal, when they come together in the mind, that's when you have more unity, uh, both in the lower parts and upper parts. So that's the idea with, with my lineage of, of teaching. There's seven levels, and you're, you're building your body to be able to actually connect those energies up to the up to the crown and beyond. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to do it too quickly because there's literally uh, certain energies that can flow out of the body and can cause a lot of regression and, and pain, and it can't be very healthy. So yeah, and there. I will add that there's a, a misconception around like Tantra being just for sex. Mm -hmm. I play tennis with Tantric energy. Like, constantly. I get my shit done with Tantra. Um, <laughs> so maybe you can um, share how someone can start, like what's their beginning steps for working with Tantra? Yeah. Um, there's so much content and we can post some things, but just getting comfortable with the, the root chakra. So. Uh, the buttons that you use to press to go to the bathroom, just getting comfortable there. You can even grab a tennis ball and put it on your perineum and, and do some breath work while squeezing it. Just talking about like doing you know some form of a Kegel, but with all of the muscles in the lower part of that region. Right. And this is really good for prostate health as well. And we can go down that rabbit hole if you'd like. Yeah, and how about um, for those who are in a partnership and want to start practicing Tantra together in the bedroom, where would they start there? Like what you just did, the eye gaze. Mm -hmm. Definitely, but I will say that it is super important before practicing Tantra with a partner to create your own secure attachment to yourself. Yeah, 100%. Because if one person has, has that secure attachment and the other person doesn't, it, can, it won't be a very symbiotic tantric connection. So there should be some form of practice individually uh, and then, you know, Tantra is, is great as, as a utilization for your own um, you know, energy activation and healing of yourself. And it's beautiful to experience it in unison when both people have a ritual around it. And um, in some ways, I, I, I see energy circulating like you know, from one person into the other and from out the other person into the other. And that's what I feel like happens energetically when, when two sovereign beings um, experience Tantra together. Yeah, and, and 
if two, if a couple wants to experience it, they they can definitely like gain some knowledge from some online practices or or see some of the videos that we've posted too, mm -hmm. um, and and just take it slow. You know, um, there's so many ways that people can s slow down the practice and just focus on you know creating that that practice within themselves first. Yeah, um, I know a lot of women. I feel. I, I interview a lot of um, men's coaches on on um, the podcast, and a lot of them say that a lot of the men get brought to them because their women are like urging them to to join like a men's group to be more familiar with this work because they're wanting to practice tantra together, and they feel their partner's not practicing, or he's not interested, or he's it feels too vulnerable maybe, and so they feel like an entry point is like joining an online men's group or something like that um for maybe anyone here or someone that's listening um online for someone who really wants that um deeper practice with their partner but feels their partner doesn't want to practice i have a suggestion and that um, would be to tap into the feminine energy and tapping into feminine energy to me means just slowing down and being very present with what is and not creating any story or expectation around it, but just allowing like yourself to be really present with this other being and um, tap into those somatics, tap into I'm feeling this way and what are you feeling right now and just creating that very balanced coherence between you and the other person, allowing them to feel seen allowing yourself to be seen um, and just slowing down and just being available to the present moment. That's what welcoming feminine energy looks like. Yeah, I think that's a great suggestion. Also, if one person is practicing and, and they're wanting their partner to, I think communication of that and, um, and if one person can learn to embody some of those tools, it will most probably create an, an, an intention for that person to want to do something about it because it's so contagious and it's so yeah. uh, high vibe um, they'll become tantric just by being around mm -hmm. that person yeah and, that's true um i just interviewed paul selig and he came mm -hmm. out on monday but he said that oftentimes when he starts dating someone they don't they're not even really having dreams at night and then by the time they're like sharing a bed for a couple months they're having like full-on psychic visions because mm -hmm. his energy is so what um what he embodies is so contagious and um you know when you're sharing that space with somebody it's like almost impossible to you know ignore that realm um i'd love to talk about a tangible way to access tantra in moments of feeling triggered yeah yeah i mean it's again uh tuning into the to the body i feel that um you know there's there's this uh self-discovery modality called human design. Um, if you don't know about it, um, we can explain you know, at some point later on, but um, something that makes us, Neil and I, different is that I'm on the wave and he's not on the wave. And um, just Emotional. a short description, yeah. it's about the way that we handle our emotions. And so like I have um, really taken some time to practice just what I do and what happens to my body and how I react when I'm feeling really triggered. And um, after just creating and segregating some time to really 
every day create some sort of habit or ritual around breath work and, and tuning into my body and creating space for just what I need. Um, I actually, when I am I'm triggered or activated, I can tune into my roots and just feel the lower half of my body and do sometimes a little bit of a Kegel um, and just a deep breath. And it is sometimes very difficult. Like earlier today, we were like super triggered with each other, <laughs> like super activated. And there was just like, there was, we just could not reach each other. And the we space was just like cut up. And <laughs> um, in that moment, it's always just like space to find that secure attachment with yourself again to like take some space and it's okay to be like, I need to walk away from you right now. It's okay to say yeah. my nervous system is over fucking loaded with you all up in my face right now. It's okay to say these things yeah. and to go and take that for yourself and to create that secure attachment. Yeah, and I think um, you said secure attachment. I think one of the things that makes it a secure attachment and this may be my like recovering codependent <laughs> speaking, but I know if a partner um, says, like, I'm walking away from this, you know, or whatever, um, it activates my um, anxious attachment. So something that's really helpful for me that my partner is really good at is he always says, I will come back to this. Like, I'm always going to come back to you. But right now, I, I need this, you know, this time for my nervous system or whatever it is. Um, and that's, that has helped move me to closer to a secure attachment, because I'm not um, in my frantic state, it, it allows me to also allow him what he needs because then I'm not, you know, in that anxious spiral. Um, yeah, and um, we definitely have our tricks with each other. Like, if he just smiles at me, I'm just like, oh, like I'm, I'm done. Um, I can like just breathe and like come back into it. So I think you know, in partnership, when you are triggered. Or when you're not triggered, having an open conversation and being like, hey, what is that one thing that I could do that would just unlock your, like, yeah, state, whatever one. you're in? That was what Lala was saying. Like, when, when one person's triggered or just getting to know, you know, your partner and, and how you can potentially um, soften and, and create a safe space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, I think it really takes um, putting the ego to the side because obviously when your partner's triggered, it can trigger your worthiness because then you feel like, I did something wrong again. They're upset with me. I keep messing up. So when you can like set your ego to the side, which is still like something I have to really work on because I, um, one of my love wounds is worthiness. And so I often feel uh, my worthiness get you know triggered when there's an issue. But something that... Um, I teach my clients that is really that I learned from my partner that is exactly what you said is um, playfulness, even in the, and I, it doesn't work on my kids surprisingly, but um, <laughs> when I'm super triggered, um, something my partner will do is like um, pounce on me and he'll tickle me, which is like, then I'm forced to laugh. You know, and like, how can you stay triggered when you're laughing and you're being tickled? And he'll like tickle me and say, he'll be, he'll say over and over like, say you're sorry, say you're sorry. And I physically, ha I have to say sorry in order to stop being tickled, you know? And so it like, it really breaks. Um, yeah, it really, really works well. And then, um, and then I think also something I've really had to work on is like the sentences I use. So saying something like this doesn't work for me because as a child, 
everything always felt like it was forever and I always feel like I had to escape. And so my sentence that can be very triggering for a partner is this doesn't work for me because then it sounds like I'm, I'm abandoning. But if I can instead say, um, we need a new strategy. This isn't working for me. We need a new strategy. Saying we like promotes teamwork and then saying me is a new strategy, I think like helps the man like step into the engineer brain of like, oh, I'm in fix it mode. Um, so those have really helped me. Um, I don't know if you guys have any other um, tangible tools when it comes to Tantra in particular. Yeah. Um, I think like one of the, the greatest things about you know, what it really is, is the grounded expansion. So it's, that's what Tantra is, it's grounded expansion. So um, it's like, you have to ground in order for that to happen. So like, you know, whoever is in the container, you know, depending, even if it's just yourself, like having a really beautiful environment set and setting uh, creates the Tantra, the Tantric energy to flow. The sensuality, like, you know, lighting the candles, even if it's a, just, you know, a pleasure ceremony with yourself mm -hmm. and you're just wanting to activate some, some yeah, life force energy. Like I highly recommend anybody uh, who's a people pleaser to take themselves on a date and experience Tantra on their own mm -hmm. and just feel what it feels like to even touch their body and take deep breaths and get romantic with themselves. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of women do, but I don't see a lot of men do. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't, when you hear pleasure practice, you think of a woman, you don't, a man's pleasing, you don't typically call it a pleasure practice with like candles around <laughs> and he doesn't have a playlist for know. himself, you know? Times are changing. No, I, yeah, yeah. I, I love that it is. Um, because I typically, when you hear that, I, I more think of women doing that and I, I haven't heard of many men doing it. So I'm glad that it's becoming. Oh yeah. It's becoming all sorts of popular. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd love to hear about what tantric practices you've used to heal specifically your sexual trauma. Yeah. You can go first. Um, well, I'll, I'll touch on three significant moments that I think have um, contributed to my past sexual trauma, my released sexual trauma. Because I, um, I don't intend to hold on to it or claim it any longer. But with, you know, I was five, I was molested by my grandfather. And then um, fast forward, I lost my virginity. Didn't really say like I wanted it and that it was a yes, but I allowed it to happen anyway. So in some ways, I felt that I had raped myself. And then um, fast forward a little bit more and uh, the sex industry and strip clubs. I was a cocktail waitress and um, it is crazy the amount of money that men will pay to touch something that they can't touch <laughs> or have something that they can't have. Um, and I uh, turned into a sugar baby for about a year and two months. And actually, um, I don't, you know, some people know this about me and I actually co-authored in a book in 2017 um, with a, a feminine entrepreneur book and I wrote about this a little bit more um, but this part all, all of these three different events were definitely series of um, traumas that held itself in my stomach 
and in my yoni and in my breasts and in my upper um, shoulders, lower neck. And the reason why I know a lot of this is, is one, um, studying regressional therapy and just going to these really traumatic experiences and moments um, and allowing myself to relive them and release the emotional charge around them and um, find some sort of a completion process with it. And with Tantra, when I started to tap into this powerful life force energy of my own, and it started to get bigger and bigger because I was going back to these certain memories and, and just taking my power back, thanking the person who did whatever it, it was um, with me and, and just taking my power back, just one by one, going through all of these different things. And then with Tantra, just tapping into the breath and, and all of the different meditations and breath work um, and that energy just starting to move up and down. And when you, when you can feel it, when you're like so tuned into your own self and you can feel it, you can even start to notice like, oh, it's it's coming through the throat and there's still like a little bit of something there that I haven't spoken into. Or, you know, it's coming down into the yoni and it's like, oh, there's like a little bit of something there that um, I'm afraid to touch or look at or have a listen. Um, I will say that in some ways that's what Tantra did for me. And then um, having a baby and having a child that was um, dramatic in, in, in a couple of different ways. But, and there was a moment where I felt a lot of shame around um, getting pregnant and having a baby. And so there was some healing um, that Tantra did with just reclaiming the fact that um, I am a woman and I have this beautiful body that has given birth and I don't have to like shame myself of anything beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. So many women have birth trauma. What about you, Neil? For me, um, it was getting out of the industry and uh, uh, starting a new life in Austin. Um, so it was like one of my first modalities that I just dove deep into and made it my life for a while. Um, and I also took some time, uh, I was doing a 100-day celibacy course, and I myself went through a couple of years of just tuning into like my body and healing um, from the work I was doing. So that, that was very profound, and I feel like during the Saturn return, I was learning how to be a better version of myself, be a better man. Um, just learning a lot about like, what I actually like and sensitivities are um, and then building that strong root structure um, I had a lot of trauma growing up um, physical like I broke my hips I was in a wheelchair for almost a year so Tantra really helped me get strong in those places that your internal body needs to get strong you can't work out there it's, you have to literally get the chi going so um, it's been that, that was it you know I just did the work and stayed focused so was there, um, I know one of my teachers talks about when men are celibate that um, when men are like, you know, they're sexually active and they're not necessarily conscious about it, that it's one way to like numb their emotions. So then when they go celibate, all their emotions start coming to the surface. Oh, yeah. um, and it's also, especially when they're celibate from things like porn, that then when you are intimate again, 
it's like the li every little thing feels so pleasurable again. Um, was that the case for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll just be quite honest. Like before, when I was in the industry, there was too much sexual energy in my life, and it was there was nothing left in the feeling body. So completely in. And then I got to respect and honor myself and, and the containers much more. Um, yeah, that, that was huge. Um, it was another thing too, like I talk about emotions, like there was so much emotions and there was so much healing that happened in that space. Uh, I went to Vipassana and I, I, I cleared a lot of connection with my father that needed to be healed. That was actual sexual, uh, not that he actually did anything to me, but he witnessed it and didn't communicate. So there was this uh, gremlin between us that, that needed to be seen. And all these things happened for a reason that I, that I needed to be in that space. So, yeah, yeah, I would like to add something really quick. But I just, but I, I have recognized Tantra to be in, in, in the sexual healing is a way of purifying your sex again. Mm -hmm. And, and bringing innocence back into the sexual parts of yourself. Yeah, and I think um, something that's so powerful about that, simply about that intention alone, is that, you know, as we heal, we heal the world. And so when we're raising our consciousness when it comes to Tantra and, and sex and um, healing our own sexual trauma and, um, merging our sexuality with spirituality, um, whether it's on our own or in partnership, then we're like raising that collective. And I think that <clears throat> things like sex trafficking and porn addiction and all of the like that um, contributes to sex trafficking exists because it's um, sex coming out in this, these dysfunctional ways because they have sexual trauma, sexual shame, and um, whatever conditioning could be religious dogma, whatever it is, but it's been separated from spirituality. And if we can remove that shame and remove that separation from, because a lot of people don't believe it, that sexuality and spirituality can both be held, mm -hmm. that they have to be separate. So I think that as we, as we all are doing this work on ourselves, it is how we heal the world. It is how we help stop sex trafficking. And as we help others remove their sexual shame, that's, I think that's something that's so heavy in the world is like shame around fetishes, shame around sexual trauma. I, I had Connor Moore on the podcast and he said that, you know, we always hear that like one in four women have sexual assault and it's probably much higher, but he said that you don't really hear about men's sexual assault, but that when he holds men's groups of like 12 men, that when he says, how many of you experienced sexual trauma, like seven out of the 12, every time raise their hand. Um, but we don't really hear about that statistic. and. He also said that for most of the men, they don't, they really, they're not exactly sure what happened. Like they don't remember it as much because I think it's so much more shameful for a man to be transgressed in that way that it's like more likely that they blocked it out. So. Yeah, it gets buried. Yeah. So before we go into the staple questions, a little lightning round that I end every show with, I wanted to talk about just integration real quick. One of my intuitives told me that my mission right now is to slow down to speed up and I heard you say the same thing recently which was a really hard thing for me to hear because I feel 
like being on the growth path and healing has become so much of a lifestyle and a habit and this mindset of like, there's so much to heal, you know, there's so many generations to heal for. Um, and she had said like just last year, she said like last year alone, you healed three lifetimes worth of trauma, like just let it unfold in itself. Because she said, basically what I was doing is like, especially in Austin, it's very popular to go from the ice bath to the sauna, to the ice bath, to the sauna. And she said that like, that's very trendy. But when we do that with our spiritual life, it can cause re-traumatization and it's not good for the nervous system. And she said, basically, that's like what I've, how I've been living. Mm -hmm. um, so she said, you have enough to integrate for a while. <laughs> You've done so much, like just integrate now. So I'd love to talk about that that thought slowing down to speed up. And um, I, I think she said that because it was necessary for me to hear the word speed up in order to want to slow down. Um, but I'd love to talk about integration, how important that is and how important it is to slow down enough for it. Yeah. So what integration means to me is um, the best way I can describe it is like sound. Uh, when something is in resonance, it, it sounds very crisp and clear and it's, it's connected. Um, and, and there's that transition from dissonance to resonance, and that's what integration means to me is, is uh, being able to like let the cards fall and be able to really let the nervous system feel and, and get really attuned to what really is. Uh, so it's, it's coming from a really grounded place and not from a, uh, a triggered place. So it's, uh, I would say integration for me, um, a root word of integration for me is integrity and having integrity with yourself and slowing down enough to um, look at all of these different aspects of your life that are contributing to your health and your wealth. And I'm not just talking about financial wealth, I'm talking about just abundance in love and friendships and relationships. When you can slow down and look at all of these different aspects and um, honor yourself for where you're at and then also look at um, you know what you have experienced that has contributed to this and how you can make that little like one degree shift in that area or that aspect of your life whether it's you know with your relationships or with your money goals or with your um, health goals whatever it is making that little one degree shift and just finding a, a balance of, of taking care of yourself and um, like you said, coming back down into the body. And um, like when I visualize integration, it's like this. And it's just like all of these aspects. And for those listening, I'm taking my fingers and putting them together. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, all of these different aspects just coming together and you being able to experience like alignment. Um, but, you know, finding the balance of being in integrity with yourself in, in everything that you're desiring to choose and create. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels, a lot of people felt this way last year, but it seems like this year is more intense to me um, when it comes to how polarizing and divisive it's become with masks and vaccines and everything. And it just seems like I thought it would be over by now. And I had a lot of hope when I heard you talk about spiral um, dynamics. So maybe you can touch on that really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, so um, my thoughts on spiral dynamics and just the different types of consciousness that we get to experience in our lifetime um, 
it kind of gives an understanding to why there's so many different people with so many different viewpoints or lifestyles or beliefs. Um, because literally there's different types of consciousness that, that we live in. Um, so what that means to me is there's people in a consciousness that believe that drinking Pepsis and having cigarettes and eating Doritos and whatever is okay. For that person, I truly believe that vaccines are good for them because I believe that healing too quickly causes death. So whatever I believe viruses uh, for humans are some form of, of transition or upgrade or whatever you want to call it. So sometimes when people aren't prepared to, to upgrade or heal uh, you know, too quickly, they can die. You know, when you're having fever, your body's trying to repair itself. You have too high fever, you die, you know, and so and our body and our soul have a have some form of something. And and so that's that's why I feel like in spiral dynamics there's different forms of consciousness and with that there's different traits and there's different almost dimensions of life. I think the, the spiraling term comes from this place where we kind of where, wherever we're at in our lifetime, kind of go through these different phases of kind of re-experiencing them again and again. But um, as a collective right now, we are like shifting into the next level of consciousness. There's um, already a collective of people who've already shifted. It just creates. But more. I think you said something along the lines of like, there's more now than in the last fifty yeah, years. Yeah, there's more. There's more different types of consciousness on our planet now than there ever has been. That's why there's so much vastness and types of, of, of beliefs and you know, way of living so and that's why everything is also so volatile you know? i mean there's people living very primitively to people living super in the tech you know yeah. so yeah. yeah we'll see what happens i know um you brought up human design i know there's like the 2027 shift which mm -hmm. is only a few years away so mm -hmm. um so there's a few short questions that i like to ask, ask everyone that comes on the show the first one is if you could hug your younger self right now, maybe everyone in the audience can ask, answer this for themselves. If you could hug your younger self right now, what would you say? Mm. Go ahead. I would say, baby girl, you are just the right amount of emotional, just the right amount of sensitive. And despite all of the things that you are so like gifted with and the things that you can see just know that you are you are always loved and you are always supported you are always held beautiful i would tell uh, my my younger self uh, to to step in and lean into trusting yourself more uh, and and to learn how to develop that arch in your feet. <laughs> if you could have the whole world read one book, what would it be? Read one book? Mm -hmm. Jinkies. Wow. Okay, that was good. <laughs> I love I, I interviewed Richard Rudd, and he's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's he's, awesome. he's like a little Hachuma in, in human form. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. mm. <laughs> tough. <laughs> Um, it didn't start with you. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. If you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet, what would it be? You are loved. 
Just keep tapping into the heart space. How can people connect with you guys in order to work with you guys and try out your cacao? We didn't get to talk about the benefits of cacao and all of that, but how can how can people find out about sure. your work and connect to book a session and all of that? Yeah, uh, rootedintegrationproject.com. And um, you can also find us on Instagram, it's just Ash Sunita and then Neil Ryan Jr. Yep. Um, or just come into the lounge and come say hi to us throughout the week. ThirdEyeMeditationLounge.com. Third Eye Cacao, if you want some cacao. Amazing. You guys have cacao every day? No. No? Okay. No. <laughs> Sometimes we take a break from stimulants. Yeah. Um, something that I, I did want to bring up about your cacao is um, I was fighting off candida, and so I thought I had to like completely cut out cacao, but I know that the cacao that you source is yeast free. Mm -hmm. So that um, yeah. that was freedom for me. <laughs> yeah. um, I think cacao and the type of cacao and how we produce and, and procure it is really important. Uh, if you were to take a bag of our cacao and put it outside, most cacao powders would just remain intact but ours turns into a block because we take cacao paste and we cold crumble it into a powder mm. so it's got all the nutrition and fat it's mm. good stuff yeah, yeah. i love that mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right well thank you guys so much for sitting in on this interview it would mean so much if y'all would leave a review or share an episode with your friends um you can join um, them on their Instagrams where they said it. I don't know if you said yours. Yeah, Neil Ryan Dumra. Yeah, and then um, the podcast is Untamed and Unashamed Podcast on Instagram. Um, as I say at the end of every show, be a light, stay open, and remember that you belong here. Mm -hmm. Now we can ecstatic dance. Awesome. Thank you. Did you want to do a Anybody have questions for them? Yeah. So um, for people who feel like they had some sort of trauma but can't remember anything about it, what would you suggest to kind of like explore or dig in or see right there? Uh, I would suggest finding a healer that you resonate with that could um, guide you through some sort of a, you know, for me, I call them regressional therapies, um, but you can... Complete, there's completion process practitioners. There's all sorts of. There's um, transcendental meditation. There's, um, yeah, I would suggest tapping into the community or even just, I bet you, by show of hands, like there would probably be like 10 healers in here right now <laughs> um, and people who, who work with this kind of stuff. So just finding someone that resonates with you and your heart and, and um, exploring what it would be like to work with them and give them the whole space for you to really go back to that place. And because the subconscious always remembers. Yeah, I think um, a book that really, really my uncovering my trauma keeps the score because it talks about um, all the different forms and methods of um, of helping uncovering that trauma. But uh, also for me, um, I know a lot of my trauma came out on plant medicine, but um, even outside of plant medicine, doing inner child work all of a sudden the memory started to surface. And so I think be, just being intentional, if you were to do a healing session with someone, most healers are going to lead you through some inner child work and um, you'd be surprised what would come up there. Um, I know in a lot of my sessions, people aren't looking to dig into their sexual trauma and it comes up just through inner child um, visualizations and 
Um, so that's, I feel like that's a good place to start. Yeah, most of the time, if you just focus and spend a little time around it, uh, it'll, it'll start to show itself. Yeah, even just asking the awareness and, or the question just opens up the awareness for you now. Yeah, the, the um, question that I asked that brought myself to the sexual trauma was, why do I fear betrayal and love so much? So I wasn't even digging into sexual trauma. I just wanted to know why I feared betrayal. And then that's what poked, poked in the head and came out. So, yeah. Anybody else? Any other questions? No? Okay. Yeah. Why are y'all so awesome? <laughs> <laughs> because you are. <laughs> We're going to do this breath in two parts. First part is going to be very simple. About a minute or so, just some deep inhales to the nose and exhales to the mouth. And if you can, try and pause for a few seconds in between the inhale and in between the exhale. So inhaling up to hold just for a few seconds, and exhaling down and holding before the inhale just for a few seconds. <laughs> I'm going to do this for about a minute or so. Taking in as much air as you can up the body. Holding it and exhaling it, pushing it down. Down to your legs if you can feel it. Moving and then coming back up. can, see if you can inhale for just four seconds, holding for eight seconds, exhaling for four seconds, and holding for eight seconds. Only do what your body feels light and right to. But if you can, try this four by eight by four by eight. Inhaling as much air as you can for four seconds. Holding as much air as you can hold for eight. Exhaling for four and holding for eight. You guys have got about ten more breaths. As you're focusing on this inhale up, exhale down. Notice what that breath feels like moving up and down the spine as you inhale up. What it feels like on the spine as you exhale down.
that breath move up the spine on the inhale as you hold. And it's moving down the spine as you exhale and hold. Breath. Energy moves up and down. Go ahead. Let your breath come to a normal pace. In the second part, the second round, will be just one minute, a little bit more activation. It is Breath, two-part inhale, which means inhaling through the nose, inhaling through the mouth, and then exhaling through the mouth. So imagine your first inhale in, the first half is through the nose, and the second half is through the mouth, and then exhaling out of the mouth. So. Focusing on the chest and the belly. Maybe a few rounds to get used to it. And I will start timing us. Now. Don't create any pressure on getting the pattern right. But just notice your muscle memory and your body carrying this breath. Notice how the spine naturally lifts up and down. Keep resting the body with this rhythm. In, in, out. In, in, out. In, in, out. A ten. Nine. Eight, seven, keep going. Six, five, five, four, three, two, and one. Deep inhale to hold at the top. Feeling that breath all the way at the top of your head, maybe around your third eye, holding it. It's your vessel. Got this. Power out this chi is here with you. Exhale with every breath. Another deep inhale to hold. Holding again once more. This time, whenever you're ready, we're gonna stick our tongue all the way out of our mouth for a fire's breath. Like you're hissing with your tongue out of your mouth. Great. One more deep inhale to hold. Taking a little bit more air in it too, if you can. Relax the shoulders, open up that chest, feel into that heart space. Notice how much you can relax in this hold, in this contraction. 
This time on your exhale, we're gonna make this a very, very slow exhale. We're gonna make almost a circle with our lips. Make it very slow, long exhale. Continuing to keep the eyes closed for just a little bit longer. Noticing any sensations, anything that's coming up in the body. Before we come back into the space together, I want you to We build up that chi, that electricity that we just activated within ourselves. We're going to take the palms of our hands, start rubbing them together. Pull all that electricity into your hands, all that energy, that chi that you just awaken in your hands. When your hands are nice and nice and hot. I want you to place them anywhere in your body that you're feeling called to the most, the one that feels like you need the most love and attention right now. Hold yourself there. Thank yourself for holding yourself there. Maybe ask yourself, how can I love you even more in this moment, tonight, the rest of our time together? Just take a little period of silence for a moment. Allowing yourself to relax whenever you're ready. Placing the hands and the arms. And slowly, gently beginning to allow light to enter in through the eyelids. Maybe opening them halfway only. Meaning to drag them around the room, orienting yourself back into the space. We are going to do a quick little exercise before we um, drop into this interview. So um, we would like for you to partner up with one person and um, we're gonna do a little bit of eye gazing. Does that sound heart opening for everyone? That's why I'm here. Cool. <laughs> Thank you, Brent. <laughs> so find a partner, preferably someone that you did not come here with. <laughs> Go ahead and allow your eyes to meet each other whenever you feel ready. Notice what's coming up for you in this moment. Noticing internally any emotions. 
There's no right or wrong way to feel about this. See if you can take a deep breath together in what you're feeling. They say that eyes are windows to soul. See if your soul can wave high. After recognizing this beautiful soul inside of this body, begin to notice the feminine qualities of these eyes and this soul. The divine feminine energy that loves to just nurture. Noticing the masculine qualities of this soul, the divine masculine. The masculine energy that loves to create structure, provide, support. Seeing this person as a whole. Dynamic, realistic parts of ourselves. Without any words, just with your eyes, find a way to simply say, I see you. For all of you. And thank you for seeing me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.